0: Hey guys, this is Lindsay Schnorr. Welcome to my podcast, Known to be Known. I want to inspire you to wonder and question and think for yourself rather than tell you what to think as we go on a journey to get to know God. I'd like to suggest that God's desire was never to get you to heaven, but to get heaven through you. And that he actually gave us this answer to what eternal life looks like in John 17:3, saying that eternal life is this, that we would know God as the one true God and Jesus Christ whom he sent. You see, he gave us an endgame and a timeline, relationship forever. I believe that as we get to know him, he's made known through our lives and evangelism, you know, sharing the gospel, actually looks and sounds a lot like you and your life. You ready for an adventure? Let's go. Hello everybody, how are you doing today? And it has come to my attention that if I say, how are you doing today, and you have now binged six episodes, I'm still asking, how are you doing today? (laughs) You know, um, I had the most incredible morning. I have quite the cool friends, um, friends that are incredibly generous and then incredibly talented all at the same time. And um, I wonder what what all of our communities look like, and if you were to stop and take inventory of how amazing the people are that you're surrounded with, um, and maybe you don't even know how amazing they are. But that's kind of where I've been resting in the thoughts for this particular episode: is community that we we talk a lot about getting to know God, getting to know Jesus in our own individual lives, but that. Um, You know, God created humanity for us to also have community and relationship with one another. Uh, He even says himself that we all know in part and see in part, but that we are also given the gift to attain the manifold wisdom of God at some point, and that actually takes all of us. What does that mean? We can't actually get to know God in his fullness without knowing one another, and that has always been something that has fascinated me is the uniqueness of each one of us, that there is only one you and only one you that has a um, an experience, um, a filter. And when I say filter, that everything up until this point, um, everything that you've done, everything that you've felt, every person that you've known All those things have come together and created a unique filter that you not only communicate based on, but that you actually experience the world around you and the people around you through that filter. And each one of us has a different one just think about in the different locations of the world i'm fortunate enough that i have best friends that span this entire globe and one of my very close friends um is in dubai but she's a south african and sometimes our conversations between her and my other close friend in pennsylvania will come down to what words do you use (laughs) there's one of my favorite things is um sweatshirts okay so in the midwest um I'm, I'm assuming, but here's the funny thing, you assume that people understand what you're talking about, but a sweatshirt to me is the long-sleeved, comfortable item of clothing that when it gets cold, I cozy into. Yet my friend in Dubai knows those as jerseys, <laughs> and a jersey to me is the stinky thing laying in my son's bedroom that just got worn on Friday at the football game that needs to be washed for this coming Friday. It's, it's small nuances like that that I laugh and, and we joke about y'all and soda and pop and tomato, tomato, jersey, sweatshirts. And yet all of us have lived life up to this point, garnering a different language, if you will, for the way that we interact with the people in the world around us. And that's why community is so important. That's why we're reminded to actually make a point to hang out with one another, because actually learning those languages, communicating, it's a lot more difficult than we really talk about, right? I mean, coming from a self-defined introvert, (laughs) I have to make an attempt to go and learn the languages to communicate well. It's actually been one of my passions in the last five years to not not just learn to communicate myself well, but to listen and to hear what somebody's really saying. Because creating community and learning to communicate usually becomes a lot more about how you listen than how you express yourself. You get to experience the gifts and the uniqueness of the people around you when you stop being so concerned with the way that they receive you and you start listening and learning about them. That's one thing of all the many things that I love about Jesus, that as you, as you learn about how he introduced himself to people, he never came out and said who he was but he listened. He listened to the stories. He, he found where there was need, and then as he served and created relationship out of that, there became this bond and this trust and this knowing in who he was. And I have found that demonstrated in creating community that my friends, the people that God has surrounded with me in my life, whether that's my family, um, my church friends, my kids, uh, friends, uh, parents, those those people that we have close, long-lasting relationships with. I'm also extremely blessed that two of our extremely good friends are our neighbors. We've gotten to raise our kids together. We were both in each other's weddings, like having these relationships with people. And may I also say, not having community only with those that think exactly like i think and process the world like i think but in the in the commonalities and the differences choosing relationship and choosing to really see and hear one another you get to experience a dynamic of god you get to experience the way that he loves people when you start listening and finding the gold and the gifts and the people around you. I was looking on Instagram first (laughs) as a demonstration that how often in this world especially are Are we even in good intentions, like scrolling through Instagram for that great project or the great recipe? Like my husband and I have shared folders of all the to-do projects in our house that we're going to do by ourselves, as well as all of the awesome recipes, and then the entertainment things, as well as planning our trips. And we become these jacks of all trades, right? Because you can, you, you have access to, to all of these things. You have access to health and nutrition and cooking and creating and gardening and farming and goats and chickens and, oh my. <laughs> and I was thinking about this as I was looking at it in the context of meeting with my friends this morning that, oh no, my friend, Lauren, has a beautiful garden and shares her flowers so that I can have fresh bouquets. And my friend Amy and my friend Emily are incredibly intelligent when it comes to the natural ways to serve your body and to fuel your body. And my, my other friends, my friend Charity, incredible business mind. She knows everything A little bit about everything, at least to this extent, that if I have a question about technology or social media, if she doesn't know it, she can point me in the right direction. And my sister is an incredible wealth of knowledge when it comes to communicating with kids and equipping and coaching. My mom is creative and has more patience than any person I've ever met. The people that I'm surrounded with become the people that I get to draw from in the certain areas and gifts and the way that they translate God. And I recognize that so that I can actually go to them to receive these things instead of becoming the jack of all trades in my life. We weren't meant to do life alone. And we weren't meant to do life alone with people, but being self-sufficient. Community looks like a giving and a receiving. In Acts, we see when the church, and when I say the church, like we think of people that have decided to become members of a certain family under a certain building, right? The church when Holy Spirit came at Pentecost, was a group of believers that lived and shared things and pursued Jesus together. There was no printed Bible yet. There was no beautiful building yet. There, there was none of that. There were people that were in the pursuit of Jesus that wanted to do that together in Acts 4:32 it says that all the believers were one in heart and mind no one claimed that any of their possessions were their own but they shared everything they had i had this different revelation and perspective of, as i was driving home from meeting with my friends today that i have always seen this as they shared all their possessions that part of the church coming together and loving Jesus and serving one another and learning more about the kingdom was actually providing one another with all of the possessions, whether that was, let's say, your animals or um, your dishes, your your whatever you had, the roof over your head, the table within your home that that was what I always pictured. But I saw it in a different dimension today that it said, but they shared everything they had. I started seeing, you know, the person in that community that made shoes, the person in that community that, that made blankets, the person in that community that was musically inclined that could sing and provide music while everybody was doing everything, the people that were fishermen, the people that were architects, the people that were creators that could see what maybe they could create someday to build a church. Like, I just started wondering and thinking what does everything they had being shared look like? And I got this context in this picture that wasn't unlike me sitting in my friend's living room today, that there was an understanding that God had created everybody uniquely and different with a different filter and a different language and a different process and a way that they displayed how they were created uniquely to reflect Jesus. There was an understanding that everybody had a piece and that when they shared all those pieces there was a different demonstration and awareness of God. I would suggest also that in that sharing everything they had, there was joy in getting to give what the Lord had given you as a gift. And there was also a joy in receiving all the things that, were, that weren't a part maybe of what you had at that point of experience. And while I believe that everything that God has gifted to us, that we have freely received, we can freely give, so we're not actually relegated to this construct of that, well, Lindsay's gifted at music and, and speaking and acting, and then that's just that particular box that I remain in for the rest of my life. No, I actually think of it that instead of being constructed within a box, that we are an open box, that you keep gathering everything that you can receive, you keep gathering it. And you keep gathering it by receiving people, depositing into you. And we're all collectively doing that at all times, not to self serve, but to actually get to experience God in his fullness. That's the end game. Not transactional friendship, not giving to get, not giving to receive. Not getting to get ahead or get better or amass, but the giving out of the overflow of knowing that everything I have is to be shared. that everything God has given all of us is to be shared so that we would have a complete, a complete picture, a complete demonstration, a mature version of what the church is supposed to be. And that, my friends, is what I believe Jesus is coming back for at some point, is that victorious, that mature bride of Christ, that everything is shared. I wonder, with this new perspective maybe, in your community, what have you been given, the gift of and those around you? What is the gold, what is the unique the unique filter of Jesus in each person that you have given a relational piece of your life to? Instead of being the jack-of-all- trades in your life, how can you actually receive from everyone around you? And I know that can get uncomfortable, trust me. When you get into the kingdom idea of giving and receiving are equally important, when you are the one receiving, sometimes it's incredibly uncomfortable because our human logic believes that if I receive, I must give to make it equal. And that is not how the kingdom works. We give and we love because that's what Jesus does. And then we have the opportunity to receive because the others that are actually giving to us, get to love and give because that's what Jesus does. And it is this beautiful dance, this beautiful dance of giving and receiving, not because anything is transactional or there's a ledger that's somehow keeping track of what everybody is doing, but it is the operational, natural way of the kingdom to give and receive and give and receive because that is on to increase and multiplication. We have eternity to get to know an eternal God. There's not an end. There's never an end. Giving, receiving, community. How can you, how can we see each other as Jesus sees us? We're each created in his image. And may I remind you, being created in his image is truth regardless if someone is a believer or isn't yet. Believer, pre-believer, wherever you're at in your relationship with God, you are a filter and a demonstration that cannot be copied or recreated. That is a gift to the entire world around you and has something to give that actually completes the tapestry of the fullness of God. That is how much you were loved. I wonder, how will you look at your community from this day forward? Thank you for listening today. I hope you have found places in your thinking or belief systems that have been encouraged, challenged, or my hope, quite frankly, introduced to completely new concepts. You want to stay connected? Visit me at my website at known to be known. That's the number two and a little b.com. You can go there to be a part of the blog or to submit to be a member so that when new podcasts and new blogs are released, you're the first to know about it. Can't wait to see you next time.